let's keep the college football conversation going, shall we? Talking about college game day taking place in Durham. We thought who better to bring on the Body Works Plus guest hotline to talk about this game this weekend than David Shoemate. Duke play-by-play announcer that you can find on Twitter at Duke PBP. David, thanks so much for joining us. How are you doing? Doing well, fellas. Is, is it game day yet? I feel like we're, we've been waiting for about a year for this one to get here on Saturday. Not quite. Hold on, David. We just got a no. couple more days to get there, <laughs> and then we'll see that game between the Blue Devils and the Fighting Irish. What is the significance of college game day coming to Durham for the first time? It's interesting. I go back to something Mike Elko kind of said in, in getting ready for the, the game against Clemson, ironically enough. And, and he talked because he was asked, you know, what a win would mean. And he kind of joked, well, it certainly mean we're 1-0. and But he understood the context of the question. And he talked about it being kind of validation of what he thought this program could be and, and what they're building. And I think college game day coming to town, it kind of speaks to that. It, it's more validation of what they've done to this point that they've earned the opportunity to, to be on this stage for the first time obviously college game day's been here a bunch uh during basketball over at cameron but to be here um to celebrate the football program and what they've done and it speaks to you know the opportunity they have not just on saturday night but later on in the year in the acc so to me college game day is just recognition of, of what mike elko has already built here in like less than a year and a half all right, so you brought up the basketball portion of this, and I was watching the Ovius and Gilio podcast on YouTube, and they brought up the thing about maybe not wanting to bring on Coach K as the celebrity guest picker because it feels like basketball would be infiltrating all of the significance of the football team and what they're doing. And so if we're celebrating the football team and then we go out and we get Coach K to be the celebrity picker, then it's like, oh, okay, well, yeah, this is a basketball school and it's supposed to be the football day thing. Like, how, how do you view that? Obviously, you're going to welcome somebody as historic as Coach K, but do you think maybe they should lean a little bit more into the football side of things? Well, let me start by saying I do not know who the guest picker is, so we can sit here and guess who we want to. Uh, I'm sure we'll find out in the next day or so, but it's interesting to hear people talk about that, and I think it's kind of a, a misread of, of how things work on campus and how Mike Elko approaches this of, you know, he said right off the top that one of the reasons he wanted to take the job here at Duke and why he thought, you know, you could win at an elite level was because of the strength of the brand. And that has a lot to do, obviously, with the academic side of things. But you're kidding yourself if that doesn't have a lot to do with the basketball side of things and and what Mike Krzyzewski built in his four decades here. And I think Mike Elko realizes that. And I think he, he sees how you can benefit from that. So obviously this is a showcase for Duke football this weekend, but I don't think there's any sort of, oh, this is mine, not yours type feel to this. I think they all realize, including John Shire, you know, Carol Lawson on the women's basketball side, you could go on down the list. John Donowski, who's won a bunch of national titles with, with men's lacrosse. They understand how this all works together. And I just, I, I know it's fun to kind of kick around, but I just don't see that sort of territorial stuff going on. I think they, they view it as like it's all complimentary and it all works together and it's good for everybody. Davis Shoemate joins us on the Body Works Plus guest hotline. You can follow him on Twitter at DukePBP. And David, I'm an ex-offensive lineman, and I know that this matchup features two really great offensive lines, and everybody always talks about Notre Dame's year in and year out and how great they are. But through four games this season, Duke's offensive line is tied for fourth in sacks allowed and tied for 16th in tackles for loss allowed nationally. They've only given up two sacks this season and three, almost four tackles for loss per outing. So I know they would never say this, but Graham Barton and that crew, are they taking this matchup personally to show that they're as good as any offensive line in the country? 
I mean, look, you, you kind of laid it out as well as I could. I mean, you think about all the snaps and starts at return. I think it's the second most in the country behind um, Florida State, and it's a team that certainly prides itself on its physicality. It's a, you know, Riley Leonard is an elite quarterback, but Duke has made no secret about the fact that they want to run the football um, already with 15 rushing touchdowns after setting a school record last year um, with 31, and that starts with the guys up front. They want to establish the line of scrimmage. Uh, they want to protect the quarterback, but they want to lean on guys. And, and Notre Dame wants to do the exact same thing. I mean, as I study this game and, and kicking around with guys here on campus, obviously uh, Dave Harding, who I call the games with, who is a former standout offensive lineman here. These two teams are somewhat similar when you look at look at them. They obviously both want to run the football. Both really defend well against the pass. Both are top six in the country, I think, in terms of pass yards allowed. Um, per game and both have an elite quarterback with Sam Hartman now at Notre Dame and Riley Leonard with what he's done. It's interesting to see. So I think you're going to see a very physical football game on Saturday night. And it's the Duke offensive line that, that feels like they can go toe to toe. Obviously, have respect for Notre Dame, but they feel like they can go toe to toe with anybody in the country. Yeah, and so when you talk about that Duke defense, and they've held all four of its opponents to under twenty points and three under ten points this season. But what are the adjustments that Elko and the crew are making because they've only given up two touchdowns in the second half all season long? Is this coaching staff just in their A-game bag right now as far as just figuring out how teams are going to attack them and then shutting it down in the second half? And do you expect more of that against Notre Dame? Well, I think you have, look, new defensive coordinator this year with Tyler Santucci coming in, right? But obviously there's some familiarity there because he worked with Mike Elko at Texas A&M, and you can look at schemes and familiarity. I think there's something to the fact that this is year two and the guys are, are more familiar with the scheme. I think there's something, too, that you have a, a lot of older guys out there. Dwayne Carter, you know, the joke that he's the mayor here. He's the only three-time captain um, in the history of the program. He's been here forever. Jamie on Franklin has as well the two defensive tackles. He's a captain um, as well. And then in the back end, you know, you've got Jalen Stinson at safety. You've got Brandon Johnson at safety who've been here a while, and you blend that with guys that have a lot of experience. Jeremiah Lewis, who was here originally, went to Northwestern and came back. Al Blades that comes in from Miami, Miles Jones, uh, who comes over as a graduate transfer from Texas A&M. You got guys that are very familiar with the sense of football that have played a lot of football. And what I see is a team that's very confident and playing very fast, which I always look and say that means they know what they're doing. They're not out there questioning the call or where should I be lined up. They're just going out there and playing, and, and it kind of bears itself out. As you said, um, in the results, they haven't really given up at 35 points in total and two of those touchdowns were at the very end of the games against Northwestern and Connecticut when the games were, were very much decided. David Shumate joining us on the Body Works Plus guest hotline. He is the voice of the Duke Blue Devils. Interesting to see what they're going to be able to do this weekend against Notre Dame. And it's still a tough schedule. Notre Dame, Florida State, North Carolina at the end of the season, right before UVA and Pittsburgh. But, man, this sets up to be an excellent season for them already, David. What's been the most surprising thing for you so far about this Duke team through four games? Well, it's an interesting thing to, to put it out there. I think it's – I don't know if I'd say surprising is the word I would describe, but certainly the, the margin of victories has caught your eye. I mean, you think about the fact that Duke has won their first four um, by 20 or more for the first time in program history. I think they're one of three teams in the country that have won each of their uh, first four games by 21 points or more. I think Michigan and Washington are the other two, and they're in the top 10. And Duke is the only one of the three that has beaten a ranked opponent. So I think coming into the season, I don't think anyone is surprised that Duke has been able to win games. I think some people probably were surprised at the 
outcome of the Clemson game, but the dominant way they've done it, I think, has been certainly something that grabs your attention. And, you know, Mike Elko talked about it this week. You know, the last three games, maybe Duke had the better team. Certainly looks like they did on paper going in, but really mature performances to go out and control the football game. Because you guys know you see it all the time. When you go on the road or, you know, it looks lopsided going in, sometimes you can get yourself in trouble. And this team has not taken anybody lightly and, and has gone out and, and really controlled you know, all four of the games once you got into the second half. And then, David, last thing, and it's surprising we've gone this long without asking about Riley Leonard, but right now he's one of eight quarterbacks nationally with zero interceptions on 95-plus pass attempts and the only ACC Why you, you got to do that? Why you got to do that? <laughs> Giving the announcer's curse, right? I'm believing, my boy. He's going to come through and, and, well, and do it. Sam Hartman hasn't thrown one either, right? Just to keep it. There you go. Yeah. Balance the scale. Yeah, Balance yeah, yeah. the scale, David. So do you think that with the way he's playing, he's playing rock solid right now, but is, is this the game where we feel like he has one of those gaudy games where the numbers are just crazy? I mean, he's certainly capable. You saw it against Wake Forest last year. Just thinking of Hartman made me think about that. You know, it, a lot of it is dependent on how the defense schemes. And, and Mike Elko has talked with me about that a ton. Of One of the things that's interesting about Riley is, and, and the way this team schemes around Riley, they're going to do what they need to to win. You've seen him run for almost 100 yards twice already this year. He certainly can do that. You've seen the 300-plus yard passing games against Wake Forest and Temple a year ago. A lot of that is going to be dictated by what Notre Dame is doing defensively. Coming in, they played a lot of man-to-man. As we talked about earlier, they're one of the best secondaries um, that you'll see in the country. So are there opportunities in the pass game? Maybe there's opportunities for explosive plays, but I think it's really going to dictate by what Marcus Freeman and, and his defense decide to do coming into this weekend. But I, that's one of the things to me that is the, the fun thing about Riley is you start looking at stats across the country and maybe like rushing uh, yards per play when he decides to scramble catches people's attention, but the stats don't wow you. But then when you watch him play, you get it. And I think that's the cool thing about this weekend and the stage that Duke is going to be on. I think some people are going to be pleasantly surprised and kind of open their eyes to, to what Riley Leonard can do at quarterback. David, we'll end with this. We stumbled across the fact that it's actually National North Carolina Day. We had no clue until about an hour and a half ago. So we've been asking the listeners how you would celebrate National North Carolina Day. A lot of people eating Bojangles, a lot of people drinking cheer wine and Sundrop. How would you, David Shoemate, celebrate National North Carolina Day if you knew about it coming in? Yeah, I, I would be, I'm a Bojangles guy. So it would be a spicy chicken biscuit for yeah, me. It probably will happen before kickoff. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Totally honest. Uh, but that's a good Saturday morning play. So a Bojangles to me is hard to beat. Oh, man. Especially no with question. that spicy chicken biscuit. It's the go-to. I always have to get that and the bacon, egg, and cheese because I can't choose. If I had to, though, I think it'd be the spicy chicken biscuit. Yeah. It's just yeah. so good. Um, the season fries and then the sweet taste, especially, you know, after if you've had some activities the evening before i would say that that, that sometimes can can be helpful as well so david's a man seasoned, that knows what's up do you get seasoned fries in the morning when you get the biscuit because i go with bow rounds but if it's later in the day then i get fried either one is fine which one do you roll with david uh, see i'm always seasoned fries mm-hmm. that, that's my play okay no matter what time all right see but david has I respect it. the bow rounds though yeah no and, and he's right especially if you were involved in as he calls activities the weekend or the the night prior yeah that's the way to go he knows very well what bojangles is good for that's david shoemate you can find him on twitter at duke pbp duke play-by-play announcer joining us on the body works plus guest hotline david enjoyed that bojangles biscuit enjoy this duke game this weekend it should be a lot of fun all right appreciate it fellas see you